reproduction of this content is not allowed without the express written consent of EBH Fitness LLC. taking it to the house. My brother, I want to get into the NFL. You have said it many a times. There is no offseason in the NFL. It's year round. I want to start in the Bay. Here's my concern. Debo, probably the most valuable player on their team, but he's unhappy. What's going to happen? Oh, and they got Garoppolo coming off of arm, arm surgery. What's going to happen to him? Trey Lance, I don't believe he's ready yet. If he were ready, we wouldn't even hear this talk about Garoppolo, him being traded, him sticking around. So I got to ask you, sir, as we stay in the NFL just for a few minutes, what's going on in the Bay? I, I like that question. I do, because the way the season ended last year, you would think, other than the Rams, the 49ers are that team to beat. But there is... You know, there's there's little grumblings. There looks like some restlessness in the streets of San Francisco, and that's not the San Francisco treat. I mean, yo, they cannot afford to lose Debo. I mean, that dude right there, he is that man. Like he is that man. He's that center of gravity. And so, you started seeing early in the season, or in this postseason, or this off season, however you want to call it, that money was flowing for the wide receivers. And while that was the right receiver market that shot up, oh, please, don't tell me Debo didn't look at what Aaron Donald got. And Cooper Cup said, okay, come on, fellas. Now, it's one thing for the wide receivers, but now you got DNs up in here bringing the dollars? And that's just the DN. That's just a receiver. I am everything. If you want me to run the ball, I can do that. You want me to catch the ball, I can do that. Hey, if you want me to tackle somebody, I will do that. So, I understand his frustration. I understand where he's coming from. But this is where we start getting to that, that irky kind of squishy side of he's still on the regular contract. But I also understand NFL players don't have guaranteed contracts. And he's exceeded his contract. If he was hired uh, and, and drafted as a wide receiver, he's done more than the normal wide receiver. And I would say you need to make this man happy. You need to make the man happy. But where else could he go? I mean, if he went anywhere else, instant title contenders. So it will be definitely an interesting story as this offseason unfolds. But there, that, that's, that's, some, that's something I'm definitely keeping my ear to the ground. And to your point, quarterback. I like, I like how you connected that dot. If Jimmy G was on the short leash and they had already drafted his successor, why is there even an issue with him coming off surgery? Is he going to start this year? If you trained your successor the right way, 
it comes back to classic organizational management. Create your succession planning. What did they do for the last year for Trey Lance? If they knew when they drafted him that within the next two years, he should be ready to be the man, what have they done to market him? What have they done to train him? And I have to blame Kyle Shanahan on that. Because if you knew the original plan when y'all drafted, what what overarching? Hey, okay, we're going to give Jimmy G his next year. He knows he's on the watch list. We saw what Green Bay did. Call it what you want. When they drafted that guy, oh, Aaron Rodgers said, oh, y'all going to put me on the watch list? And he performed one the MVP. So if Jimmy G didn't perform what they wanted him to do, then you should have had Lance ready to start the offseason. OTA is coming up. You still Are you telling me you're having a quarterback controversy already? So a very well-run organization of John Lynch. Shanahan is that dude. But this is going to be the test of their leadership. This is going to be the test of if they fail this off-season acquisition and uh, transaction process, Rams already won. Rams already won before the first day uh, a kickoff in September. What what you thinking about all this? Man, I just think, you know, as you say, we got a well-ran organization up there. Usually they just make it happen. You plug, play, ready to go. Next man, next man, next man. Well, they got as far as they did because of Debo. And where's the loyalty? Where's the respect? Where's the honor? You paid the, that man. He was your horse. He was your workhorse. So in my opinion, and I don't know dollars and I don't know sits up, up there. I don't know their, their cash situation. But because of what he did seemingly single-handedly, you got to reward him some kind of way and say thank you. And please do it again. Jimmy G, uh, I, I like him. He just can't take them to the next step. So that succession plan with Trey Lance, to me, you drafted him, he needs to play, and you sink or swim. That's why you get paid the big bucks. John Lynch? the GM up there in San Francisco, this is why you get paid the big bucks. Did you make a mistake in drafting? Well, then you need to own up to it, but you don't know. He hasn't played. So maybe, of course, you and I, Vic, we're on the sidelines. We don't know. We're not in the locker room. We're not at the OTAs. We're not seeing what he's able to do. We don't even know if he's showing up earlier and staying late. We don't know these things. Maybe that all play and a factor in him being there or being the number one QB. So if that is the case, Trey Lance, you need to take ownership and, and take accountability and take the helm if that is your uh, uh, choice of place to be. They trusted in you. They drafted you. Now, bro, you got to go ahead and handle your business. Want to switch gears. Now go to your neck of the woods. Now we're talking about the, the Cleveland Browns. And I know you don't, you don't cut for them. I know you don't. But there's a little something going on up there with Deshaun Watson. Now they signed Deshaun. And he's got bro, longer than my arm cases against him. There's a pending, there's pending cases against him, but there's pending uh, suspension. We don't know. Nobody's saying anything, but we don't know. But it's going to happen. All the while, nobody's talking about Baker Mayfield. Baker's in trouble. No, he's not in trouble by the law or anybody else, but he's a man without a job. I kind of feel sorry for him. No, I don't. Anyway, do the Browns keep him because they haven't traded him? He's he, he was drafted number one back in the day by the Browns. Do you keep him knowing that 
Deshaun is going to be suspended. We just don't know when. But he's sour. He wants money. He wants to get paid. Or do you unload the potential cancer in Baker Mayfield to somebody else and just take the lumps with Deshaun's backup, whoever that may be? And I don't know who that may be. The, so the question is, what do you do with Baker Mayfield for the Cleveland Browns? It's the Cleveland Clowns. Because there's no way. When you know the Texans were like, oh, man, how are we going to handle this dude? How long do we have to keep him on the roster? And they're just dangling. I mean, they probably had all types of things to sweeten the pot. And here comes the Cleveland Clowns saying, we'll take him. Like, dude, are you serious? I mean, at least let his situation go to court. At least let there be some findings. I mean, do you even want that, that media buzz every day? He hasn't even played a snap. Yet he's answering questions more in front of the media about his off-the-field off situation than anything he's going to do on the field. And he will get suspended for at least a year. So how I, I have to applaud the Texans. I mean, they are the real MVPs. I know I was talking about the Rams and what they were able to do. We're, we're just, we just hashed on the Niners. But, yo, we got to give it up for the Texans. Because whatever snake oil, whatever uh, uh, fool's gold they packaged Deshaun up with, dude, them jokers were successful. I mean, come on, man. They're probably sitting there saying, look, we can finish last place, but we got a show to watch over here called the Cleveland Clan. And let's see what we get out of this. Every day, they have not got this much pub since before they went to the Super Bowl with Jim Brown was on the team. So now they're talking more about, again, Deshaun Watson and his drama than anything else. So that is the media frenzy. Oh, by the way, because you were so, I don't even know the word to describe it, so selfish, so greedy that you went ahead and, you know, counted your money, you know, before you cashed that check and it bounced. So now you already told Baker what you're going to do. I don't want you anymore. They're like, scat, skedaddle, go, bounce. And he's like, for real, I just I had an injured shoulder last year. I played hurt. I led you all to a playoff game. I played with three different head coaches. And y'all going to do me like this? So, but now they still got him dangled because they never released him. Or they're trying to. No one wants to pick him up. Meanwhile, you got Deshaun, who you already know is not going to play next year. So, again, the Cleveland Clowns, they have to release Baker. There's no why. Why would I, if I'm Baker, even want to play with you all? Why? Because even before Deshaun, as this stuff started um, uh, maturing the story, they were talking about how bad Baker was in the in the locker room and how some of the players had challenges with him. So if you already know there's some locker room uh, grumblings and rumors. Management is slandering your name. How can how how are you going to trust that? We talk about organizational trust. How are you even going to come into a situation? But you already know people have spoke very ill will of you, slandered your name to the point you couldn't even get picked up uh, uh, on this market right now because people are questioning your character, questioning if you're a team player. So if I'm Baker, this going to cost you. If you want me to come back, I can hold out. We can you got you can be without a quarterback because it's no longer about what the clowns can do. It's what will Baker submit himself to do. I, I would sit out the whole year out of, out of uh, principle alone. Um, that is a that's a crazy story, man. I mean, if, if you if you're the clowns or your baker, what do you do? What do you do? Yeah, what will Brown do for you, or what will the clowns do for you? That's the question. And let's not forget now, Baker was at the helm and uh, Odell. 
was with the Browns, and they just couldn't make it work. However, Odell leaves, finds success with a new quarterback in a short amount of time, and was, as we talked about last week, on the probably the MVP of the Super Bowl if he hadn't gotten hurt. So it wasn't Odell. It was Baker and or whoever was calling the plays up there, but they just never connected. So there is a problem with Baker, his attitude, and or he thinks he's arrived and he hasn't yet. He hasn't done anything, honestly. So it is the Browns, and this is what they do. So it's a it's a it's a it's a study of ineptitude happening in the Browns organization. Real quick before we go to the NBA playoffs, our Dodgers, our Dodgers, man, they hit a rough patch, brother. Out of the last 10 games, they've gone four and six. They, they're playing the Angels right now. They're going to be playing the Angels tonight. They need the Angels right now. And it's not because they don't have the bats, but they're pitching. Kershaw just came off the injured list. Bueller is now on the injured list. And so the rotation has been affected. And the bats don't haven't woke up quite yet so it's a long season that they are still first in their division but seemingly just haven't quite jailed yet you bring over your boy freddie freeman from the from the from the braves he's playing first base you lose Corey seager at shortstop and there has been a movement within the infield itself and and you think it's just going to be plug and play and everybody's going to work it's going to happen it's going to j- just meld together it doesn't happen like that because it doesn't go from season to the next season to the next season. No, it's almost like you got to start over. And you talk about organizational storming, norming, forming, and performing. All those things have to happen because there's new characters, there's new variables that have come in. But Dave Roberts said from the very beginning, we will win the championship. Well, Dave, you got 162 games to make it happen. And right now you hit a little oil spot. So make it happen, and we as a fan, me as a fan, I want you to win every game. But if you don't win every game, and that's impossible, that's not realistic, give me effort. It's hard. 162 games in the middle of the heat, brother. I'm talking about I don't like the heat. Them boys are out there doing it, so I know they're giving their best effort. I just want them to be consistent and find their footing and, and take take control of the uh, National League and their division and just put the hammer down. That's what I want. Put the hammer down, smash people. So I toss it to you, my brother, on the uh, Dodgers situation. Well, I mean, let's look at it. How good can you be where you have a horrible 10-game stretch and still be in first place? That's how far out they were. And so to your point about Foreman's Norman, yeah, there's a lot of change that happened offseason. So you and I have said it for the last three years, at least on this show, and Dave, we trust. And he's delivered. So there's no reason to even question his leadership because I'm, I'm excited to watch how he how he brings his team even closer together. 
I will take those injuries now versus September. So if Kershaw is going to get hurt, and we told the fan earlier in the year when he said, let him pitch that complete game shut. Nope. It's bound to happen. He's going to get hurt. That's okay. He's old. But give him his time in the in the dog days of summer, June, July, August, let him come back and be ready for the postseason. He is playing for the postseason. And Dave, we trust. But they still look great. When they are playing, them dudes, I mean, yakking. And if there's a time to break your slump, what better way to do it against the Angels who are looking a hot mess? So this is perfect. Let's take little brother out to the woodshed, put a little noogie on him, and bust that tail for the next couple games, and then get back on your streak. Sometimes you just need that one little, hey, come here. You just need that confidence booster. <laughs> you know, this, this, you just had a rough week, and it's like, oh, you? Come here. Little, little bitty runt, noogie, go. Make a cry, trip him a couple times, and you back. You got your confidence ready to hit the big boys again. But I'm not concerned. This is a long season. I'll be concerned. They say someone is out for the rest of the season. We know what happened last year. We didn't have our best team competing in the postseason. So if there is anything that needs to be worked out, let's do it now. We're still in first place. We have confidence that we have a strong team to weather this storm. And then on the back end, Oh, it's going to be dangerous. And and Dave, we trust. Don't make me lie, brother. Let's focus on the NBA, man. It's it's exciting finals. So I'll let you take the take the first bite off that bone. Come on, brother. What you got? Look, in celebration of Juneteenth, you said take a bite out that bone. Look, I'm talking about fried chicken, collard greens, ribs. I mean, I'm doing it up because I will tell you, last week this time, last week this time, it was definitely Carl Lewis singing the national anthem with a whoa-oh. Like, what happened? Because the Dubs were getting that head smashed in. The Dubs forgot that they were in the finals. The Dubs forgot they were in a street fight. Because the Celtics, at the end of the day, don't have anything to lose. Who would expect a rookie coach to get them here? In discussions we've had with very close Celtics fans, they didn't expect them to get this far. So they're playing kind of like with house money. The challenge is that house money, you know, it, it, it sticks now. Because now the expectations are higher. So I'm wondering, are the Celtics under this pressure? They're still playing against a defending, three-time defending champ. Three times. These guys are seasoned. And they've been in the finals five times. So maybe a little slower. I'm talking about the Golden State Warriors. I mean, a little slower. They got a couple more pieces of gray hair. But them jokers are still killers. Kerr still can coach the heck out of that damn team. So when we look at what happened since last week, and remember when we talked last week, Stephen Curry got hurt. We were concerned. 
like, yo, this could be the end of their season. And they rebounded. Yeah. Not only this rebound, they rebounded and won two games in a row since the last time we spoke. Meaning tomorrow, which is Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern time, is a chance for the Dubs to close the series out and win four games to two. But last week, they were down two games to one. That's how quick this thing turned. So it's definitely been exciting. Um, I'm still waiting to see the full complement of the Dubs wake up. I mean, how do you not have Steve, Stephen Curry show up and you still win a game? That's scary. That's scary because you know what? Who did wake up and remember who they were? Andrew Wiggins, a number one draft pick. When the Wolves had him, they didn't know how to cultivate that talent and that strength, his, his skill set. And so he goes out the pasture to the Gold State Warriors underneath the, an excellent coach and a team of, of great player development. And you watch that boy shoot up 26 points, a double-double? Oh, man. We thought Jordan Poole was something the first two uh, series. There's no way if Jordan Poole and Wiggins be on the top of the game, plus uh, Clay, Draymond, and Steph. Man, come on, man. Now, I'm not saying it's a walk in the park when they play tomorrow night, but if those guys all show up on the road because the Celtics are not going out without a fight, but they did not want to take this game to seven games. The, the Gold State Warriors are too old to want to even go to seven games. And because they're a mature team, right. they're coming to take their tomorrow night. And that will be a very exciting game six. A game six with game seven type vibe, I expect it to be. But so far, this series has turned out to be extremely entertaining. I, I, I you know, you know, I, I came in from, the, uh, from Germany, so I missed the first couple games. I'm not missing anymore now. This has been excellent. And, and I'm excited to see what happens tomorrow night. What are you thinking about the series so far? Well, for those faithful followers of this show, y'all know me and my co-host, we are Laker fans. We cannot support anything Celtics. My preamble leads to this. They have earned my respect. They are coming with it from the coach, first-year coach, brother at that, to rookie guys who none of, none of their players on their team have gone this far. We're talking about the NBA Finals, the mountain top for their league. None of them have this any, any of this experience to my knowledge. And they're giving the Golden State Warriors everything they can handle. The coach is battling. He's making in-game adjustments. He's his pre-game adjustments. Outstanding. The, the Celtics are taller. They're longer. They're bigger. They are a very good team. Their problem is experience. Knowing how to close. Keep the ball. Secure the ball. Turnovers are killing them. So right now, it's experience. It's that, that, that what they call championship DNA that the Celtics are, uh, excuse me, that Golden State have. And so I'm loving this series. You said it's dynamic. It's fantastic. It's all that we want as fans. So I'm a little biased. Yeah, it's a West Coast thing. I want the Dubs to win. I'm looking for the Dubs to win, but the Celtics have earned my, no, they demanded my respect. And so I'm looking at Brown, consistent. Tatum, not so. Smart, making some foolish plays, but he's not a point guard. He's trying to do point guard duties. Point guards at the end of games when stuff is not working, 
you put everybody in place and get to what does work. You make it work. And you don't, that doesn't necessarily mean they're missing maybe because they don't have a traditional point guard. We talk about some staunch Celtic fans. Some staunch Celtic fans are actually upset that they've gone this far because they think that success right now is a false success. And they're not treating taking care of the fundamental things that, that are the problem. They think the problem, and it's been said nationally, it's Brown and it's Tatum. And as long as those two are together, they will never have a championship. Well, wow. I would like to have that problem. I'm a Laker fan. I would like to have that problem. But right now, inexperience, they have to overcome that inexperience with a great coach who's the leader of the locker room about alpha and structure and plays so that they don't, they don't go ISO. Tatum, that's all he wants to do is take you off the dribble. Brown, that's all they want to do. Well, I don't blame them because Steph Curry's a small guy. He's not a, a, a defensive star. You put Poole out there, you take Poole to the cup too. But that also leads to the to, to, to not anybody else touching the ball if you're just doing ISO. So that plays into the the, the Warriors game plan. You go you go do that. And that means uh the Williams brothers, they're not getting the lob, they're not, they're not getting the pass out. Nobody else is touching the ball. The Celtics are are at their best when the ball is hopping and moving. Al Horford, bruh, you got Steph Curry on you. And you're in the paint, and you can't put him in the basket. There is no excuse for that. None. That is a little man. You are at least six nine, six ten, if not bigger. Bro, you do an old shack move. Boom. Give him booty, booty dunk or a pass out. You did none of that. Shame on you, Al. Shame on you. But there's a mismatch. Just about everywhere that the Celtics can't take advantage of, but they're not playing smart team ball, not for a good full 48 minutes. So um, I'm like you again. It's a dynamic. It's outstanding. I picked the dubs in six. It, if it happens, it's going to happen tomorrow. But I tell you what, the Celtics, because they have earned and demanded my respect, I can see it going seven, and I can see the Celtics actually winning this thing if they humble themselves, Tatum, if they humble themselves and play a better team ball. But again, you got Spur on the other side. He is a master at his craft. Takes Draymond Green out, inserts Poole. Oh, takes Poole out, inserts Draymond Green. That was the key to game four, to tie this series up. And there's a lot of national talk about that. But that's what you do when you got uh, equity, when you got cachet, and you can pull a star player who is giving you three championships and say, sit down, it's not, you're not rolling. I need this to happen right now. I know you're going to the Hall of Fame. I know all that, but this is my call. It's on my watch, and this is what we're, we are going to do. Shut up. Scribble. And when I call on you, you come back in. Death move. Death moves. And then you got Curry. Somebody call him the silent assassin. That boy is bad. He had a bad game, but he has still left the mark. I don't think it was necessarily a bad game. I think the Celtics paid more attention to him. They didn't let the boy breathe. Yeah, he had some shots, but they were forced and everything. But 
Uh, it depends on the Celtics' defensive tactics will depend on how successful Curry will be and the other. Because the Celtics, to me, when I say better team, I say they're the more, more athletic team. They are the bigger team. But if you don't have a knowledge of how to use your skills to the, your ultimate, then size really does not matter. The better team, as far as team play, is the Warriors. But they're undermatched. And they should lose, but that championship DNA. Bro, and I bit into the bone, and I'm, I'm gnawing on it right now. If I left you anything, bro, it's, it's very little. It's scraps. Get on it, bro. It's all yours. <laughs> oh, it's scraps, all right. I'm, I'm picking with my fingers right now just trying to separate the fat from the meat and just trying to get what I can. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm almost to the point I'm just taking my – got that plate. I'm just, you know, yeah. Look, man, barbecue sauce tastes great. Look. I agree. The question is, Curry's not going to have an off game like that again. I do think they can pull this off in six. Because if you think about even Clay Thompson woke up. I mean, they, they were riding Clay very hard. I mean, the dude just came back off injury a couple months ago. So I like to think even his confidence has shot up the last day, uh, the last couple games. Because he was, while Curry was off, he was on. And so again, that's the that's that transformer esque. Every piece matters. And so for you to be able to pull Draymond Green off, insert pool, and still not miss a beat early, what last series, be able to have Curry come off the bench and still not miss a beat. And he still, I mean, that's the chess pieces right now that Kerr has. And I, I would attribute those first couple games. Really trying to figure out, yo, the Boston Celtics, as you stated, this team has been underrated. Uh, you know, athletically, these kids are bigger. They're hungry. Classic old bull versus young bull. Young rattlesnake don't know how much poison he has versus the old rattlesnake who knows how to how to be strategic. Those boys see red and they're ready to just go. And I think that's why uh, uh, Steve Kerr and the Dubs have been able to make that pivot. Last two games alone have been like again sick because even if you look at the point spread how much the dubs the confidence where they're coming back and then they win it by double digits they're leading by double digits coming to the fourth quarter before they were saying but the third quarter is owned by uh uh by by the dubs and then the fourth quarter by the seas but now it's that's just been obliterated so when they start hitting on all cylinders and again steph curry had a bad night i i i i mean geez so Again, entertain the game, but I will be very surprised if Curry does not show out tomorrow night. Because at the end of the day, there's still that thing in the back of his head. I like to think of him as competitor and very, very competitive to the point and say, dang, I'd have played in five of these, one, three, and I had never been the MVP. And I'd be damned if my last game, I go out, I, I broke my streak of three points since what, 2018? He's hit at least one three point uh, shot. I see him going off. I see a full compliment. I see the night they're going to bed with their tapioca pudding and the binky in their mouth. They're getting good sleep. They're going to be well-rested tomorrow, and they're coming out, and they're going to show the world that they're ready to play. And I I, I expect them to win tomorrow. I put I picked them in six games. Um, that's that's a slap in the face of Boston fan. I was watching the Magic Johnson uh, series the other day, and when they was able to win on the Boston Celtics, floor uh, in the 80s and how that felt so 
I know it's hard to hard to win in Boston, hard to play in Boston. So to 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 be able to do this as the Dubs, I mean, I think they'd probably rank this as one of their best and hardest championships they had to win. And that's that's considering they had to go up against LeBron James a couple of times. Yes, yes. The last thing I'll say about this is Andrew Wiggins. You hit on that. Wow, I, I did not know. Now. You expect when you say like he was a number one pick in the NBA draft a few years ago, but he hadn't shown this up until now. And now I'm like, wow, look how tall he is. Look how long he is. Look at how he's playing. He's guarding the best player every night. Look at him, that tenacious defense. And then he grabbed, what, 16 boards in game four, something like that. What? Knocking down the uh, opportunist three and, and taking whoever's on him to the to the rack if he needs to. So I'm like, Andrew, no, I, it, I didn't see this coming. I was drinking, thinking Draymond, Clay, and, and 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 everybody was talking about okay, maybe there's a pool party because he was up, he was coming up. Nobody mentioned Wiggins. Nobody mentioned Wiggins. Look at what Wiggins is doing. Wiggins is saying, "I excuse me, <laughs> but I'm here at the party. <laughs> we go play. Yeah, I got a pair too. And his interviews, I'm listening to him. Very humble guy. Just happy for the opportunity. Happy for the environment. The culture that was there allowed him to relax. Not be the man. Just be an all-star in your role, and he's being that at, on the highest stage. So, Andrew, man, I, but kudos to you, brother. Kudos to what you're doing, how you're doing it, and you're, you're, you're stepping your game up. time out that we can be a distraction to your day. These 30 minutes, they flew by very quickly. I want to say this. COVID is still real. It's still active. It's still out there. I have friends right now that are uh, that, that are with it. Thankfully, they're at home. They're not being hospitalized. They're not on any oxygen or ventilators or anything like that. I've had family who have had it. 
And so I'm thankful that they didn't succumb to it. You know, they are bigger than COVID. My God is bigger than COVID. I've also had family members on my wife's side who have succumbed to it. I say all that to say, please, 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 even though your governor or your local uh, municipality may say no mask, just know that COVID is still out there. So please, hygiene is important, hand sanitization, keeping your distance. And if you're not wearing a mask, please keep your distance. And if you have the symptoms, please take a test. Find out. Find we, There's enough home tests that are out there. It's, go to your local CVS or Walgreens. Get tested. If you're feeling ill, don't go to work. Stay home. Isolate. Stay. Don't let it incubate. Don't let it manifest itself. Okay. Even though restrictions have eased up, now we can even travel. You don't have to be uh, have a, a negative COVID test. COVID is still real. And if you have somebody with a compromised immune system, our cancer patients and some of our other patients, it's going to take them out. So take it serious. Take care of your neighbors. Take care of your loved ones. We love you. We say thank you. And that's Dr. Timothy Hoover. And I'm signing out till next week. Hey, that is your spot on, um, spot on. I mean, we still dealing with a pandemic. Let's make this thing an epidemic and then let's just make it be gone. So just handle your business, everybody. Enjoy the summer. Enjoy this time we have. We know two years ago, this was not possible. But on that note, this weekend is special. Yes, we can celebrate Juneteenth and we should recognize Juneteenth, but that's on Monday. That starts off next week with a federal holiday. I'm talking about Sunday. Our day, fellas. Happy Father's Day, huh? Happy Father's Day, Steve. And all the men out there holding it down and occupying the role of the father. Kudos to you. It's been a rough year, but you handled your business. Take some time out for yourself. Allow your family to love on you. Or you love on your family. But this is your day. To all the real men out there holding it down, be great father to say happy Father's Day. To the rest of the fans out there, when the tech ball, we had a great time. 30 minutes does fly fast. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You know how to reach us. Love entertaining you all. Love discussing everything we can with you all. Hit us up. Again, enjoy the weekend. Take it to the houses out. Holla. <laughs>